there it is once again with that beautiful and exceptional sound how can i ever get tired of saying that no oh never how are you peter no i'm doing fine man obviously a little bit gutted uh, i was hoping that both teams could lose the champions league final mm. but obviously one had to win at the end haters yeah how are you chelsea fan oh my days am i a chelsea fan i am a chelsea born and bred and will die as a chelsea fan no, no i can imagine champions. you're happy man like i mean Looking at photos of N'Golo Kante lifting the Champions League trophy, you can't be mad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good game. Rudika obviously should have had a red card. I mean, that's not debatable what? at all. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But anyway, what are we chatting to today, man? Uh, also another champion in the mix. I believe he is so. And that's going to be Thomas Butler. Let's yeah. get into it. Let's get into that. Okay. Like I said, we have another exceptional guest for our exceptional viewers and listeners. Uh, we have the one and only the name that I can actually pronounce to today, uh, Thomas Butler today. How are you? I'm doing good. Happy to be here. How are you doing? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. And uh, now we're win- winter. And how are you feeling about that? Yeah, it's it's cold. Um, luckily, I love the rain. So I was sitting just before coming here, still working in my room and listening to the rain outside. But it is cold. I brought an extra blanket from home this weekend when I when I got here. But it's I, I love the winter. I prefer to the hot summers of Stellenbosch. Oh, really? Oh, well, I'm more of a summer guy. So right now I'm in like gloomy days right now. I'm just like, uh, and I know the winter takes long uh, to pass. So eh, it's going to be long for me. But anyway, it is what it is, right? Yeah, I always say I can put on an extra layer of clothes. But once I'm naked, I can't take off anything more. So (laughs) I prefer being cold because it's something I can do about it. Okay. Uh, So just to get into it now, um, can you just give us a brief uh, history about yourself, you know? what you're doing and uh, why you're here? Yo, that's kind of always a difficult question. I've yeah. had a lot of interviews this year and that's always the tough part. Um, so I don't really know where to start, but I've, um, I grew up, grew up in Stellenbosch. I uh, went to Stellenbosch Primary School, went to Paul Gymnasium, um, and then came to, to Iendrach. Um Both of my parents are working at the university. Um, so basically my funds that would have gone towards my studies enabled me to come to raise. Mm-hmm. Um, because you get a discount for studying if your parents work here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've had the privilege of being here. Um, that's kind of my geographical story. In terms of me, um, uh, I always strive to be balanced. So um, I have a lot of interest, everything from sports to social to um, academics, which is not actually my big focus. Um, but throughout life, from primary school all the way through to Yandrach, it's always been to like try and find opportunities, try and exploit opportunities um, to grow as a person um, and to learn a lot of skills. Um, it's kind of a, a benefit, but it's also sometimes tough. I'm, I'm interested in most things. So um, I, I always want to do everything because I really find in th- most things interesting. Um, but that's really opened up a lot of doors for me through those 22 years now almost. Mm, okay, oh, that's nice, that's nice. And now you're doing your postgrad in accounting and uh, how can now for the second term, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm studying I'm studying accounting, um, PGDA. Mm. Yo, it's it's a lot of work. Um, I'm kind of a procrastinator, so I leave it to the last <laughs> minute and it's pre-grad or, or what do you call it, undergrad, you could still like cram in a week before your tests. Uh, but now we're writing four tests today, so it's difficult to study for four mm. subjects, everything for, for one day. So um, it, the, the quantity of work has definitely picked up a lot. Um, and that compared with the HE, I think last year, uh, my HE term, I was very, very hands-on 
um, organize a lot of stuff where this year my approach has been a bit more of not an advisor but being like kind of trying to be a leader and um, thought leader rather than actually like organizing a tour or a dance. Um, there's been a bit like operational stuff, managing the pub. Um, obviously with your section, there's a lot of operational stuff, um, but kind of taking a step back, which is not easy for someone like me to do, but taking a step back has kind of given me a bit more freedom and time on my hands. Mm, okay, so what I'm hearing is it gets easier. So there's hope, guys. There's actually hope that first two years, first three years of undergrad, Go for that postgrad or go for that masters because it gets easier. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I think it's it's less getting easier and more stopping to care. I remember when I got in uh, got in third year, um, start of the year my goal was to cool my degree. End of the year my goal was just to pause the thing. So <laughs> I don't think it's that it got easier. It's just kind of the standards lower as you go. Uh. Hectic, hectic. Yeah, we. I can also relate. Just needed to get that fifty-one. Hey, <laughs> cum laude. Hey, that's a different story. Just need that fifty-one. So I, I, I was like, I was doing research about you. You know, uh, preparing for you. And one stalking. thing, yeah, yeah. I'm basically a stalker now. Yeah, uh, but I'm a licensed stalker. <laughs> so it's okay. So one of the things that really popped out for me was 2020 was not the same year as for everyone else was it for you you know it was different whilst everyone was kind of having like a shift like a upside world you were starting things with uh your business venture uh tomorrow media yeah so 2020 was a, a weird year um i think for everyone um so i think kind of a lot of things as mentioned trying to be balanced a lot of things kind of fell off the list of possibilities. Mm. Um, I mean, there wasn't the opportunity to play sport. There wasn't yeah. the opportunity to go sit in the pub and watch sports. So um, in the privileged position that I am, I could go home, sit with good Wi-Fi mm. and study and besides studying, work on other things. Um, so kind of a lot of distractions fell off the plate and where other people had massive issues with like getting internet connection or trying to like study, that part was kind of taken care of, especially living in Stellenbosch. I had like a lot of resources available to me. Um, so all of that extra time that came with it, I kind of tried to channel into productive things. Um, so Tomorrow Media kind of started a bit um, at the start of the year. We did one, one e-commerce site, um, but it was actually 2021, the start of this year, that I got two partners on board and we that boomed. Um, in terms of 2020, um, I, I joined Rock Blue, which is a nonprofit operating in, in I think, up to eight African countries now. Um, they don't actually operate in South Africa itself. Um, but that was kind of, I got into a, a team that was very small. Uh, I think we were like four or five people. And then two of them got fired, one resigned. So it kind of shrunk into a team of two people and me being the second kind of behind my boss. Um, and then we had a virtual model, so it was just perfectly suited for 2020. Uh, we basically offered virtual assistance. Um, and then our team boomed to like 80 people, uh, but with me still kind of being that second or third player. So it kind of got out of hand, um, like between eight and 12 hours days, and then procrastinating academics till, mm. till the final minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a privilege and I've learned a lot. So it was definitely kind of all of that free time. Now being back in res, there's a lot of people knocking on your door, wanting to uh, chat on the stoop. Domino's has become like probably the biggest yeah. time drain in my life. Um, I mean, 
having dinner goes from a quick grab a bite to probably two hour conversations with different people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, while it's fun, the, the big thing of 2020 was a lot of time, um, at least for someone in my position. Mm. Okay, oh, that's nice. But I, I guess that's like res life, you know, with everything that goes on. It's one of the remarkable things about being in res also. So um, just a bit more input now. What is really Tomorrow Media about? Like if, you know, for the listeners, and I know it's like a small entrepreneurship company which just basically helps uh, small startups with uh, websites and online marketing and everything else. Mm. So my passion has always been business. Um, I, I always said like, it's something that I like, even if I don't use the money, I'm, I'm happy to donate all of that money. But like the process of making money, marketing, being successful, like it's super interesting to me. Um, so I've had a lot of ideas. I've been developing websites since like grade nine, but like very basic, you're everyone like knowing how to do a Wix site or WordPress mm-hmm. site or whatever. Um, but then it kind of grew to me wanting to help people. Um, so the, the big dream is uh, obviously, you know, of, of Virgin, of Richard Branson and all yeah. of these different <laughs> things. So that's the big dream for tomorrow. All of my friends kind of tune me about it, that tomorrow this, tomorrow forms, tomorrow that. Everything I want to do just tomorrow with a word next to it is, is what I want to do. So at the moment, the, the three things kind of going is tomorrow media, tomorrow finance and tomorrow ventures. Um, where the ventures is kind of the big picture. So the ventures is basically either starting a business or taking a new fledgling business under our arms and like helping them kind of as business consultants. Um, and then tomorrow finance is everything from budgeting to invoices and invoicing to taxes and payroll. Um, we're looking to kind of go into investing as well. Um, but then tomorrow media has kind of been the cash cow, the one where we get a lot of clients and, mm. and the one, so kind of at the moment tomorrow media is the thing that gets clients and then, through those clients, we take some of them on board with Tomorrow Finance, and then if we see a great student entrepreneur, then we look to take them under our wing as Tomorrow Ventures and kind of delve deeper into their business. Um, so in terms of the cash cow Tomorrow Media, mostly web design at the moment. Um, so our services is basically everything comprising of your online presence. Um, so it's um, social media and website design is kind of the, the big two things, um, but everything that goes into that. So it's photography for your website, photography for your social media, um, SEO, search engine optimization, getting your website to the top of Google. That involves like directory listings, like adding you to Google My Business, adding you to TripAdvisor, um, just like page optimization, on-page SEO, off-page SEO. Um, so tomorrow media is kind of, everything that your business needs in 2021 to be successful online. Uh, we try to slot in as many, many aspects as we can into that. Um, but definitely the focus and kind of, again, the cash cow within the cash cow has been the web design um, and, and basically starting um, bigger businesses that, that really need a web presence that, especially with older generation of owners that don't really realize the necessity of that, we've been privileged to grab a few of those clients and, and that's kind of been what's dragged us forward. Okay. Yeah, I can definitely tell that business is your passion. I mean, <laughs> terms such as cash cow, I'm like, yo, there we go. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And not only did you start a business in the year 2020, but you started the nonprofit organization, uh, The Helping Hand. And how has that been now? Yeah, is, it, yeah. is it going well? It's been difficult because kind of the entire vision of Helping Hand has been very difficult in COVID. So the idea behind it was and still is um, and it's in development and 
again, I've kind of tried to step back there and because I'm so busy, have other people drive it forward because I just don't have the time for such an important thing. Mm. But to kind of give you an idea of like what the what the mission is and what the idea is, it's kind of a social media platform, quote unquote, not a social media, but a social media platform for charities. Um, so it's charities having profiles and saying, we need this help, we need that help. Yeah. So the idea was especially to link students um, on campus and specifically in Stellenbosch to link students um, who have time to give um, to charities. So when we started, the idea was to be like, okay, this week we're going to this charity, this week we're going to that charity, um, then have a few like recurring charities, but also have like one-off events. And then just as that happened, the entire Stellenbosch evacuated yeah. and there was nothing to do. Mm. So we've had a few like drives since then. Um, we did a Give 10, um, which encouraged students to kind of give 10% of their allowance oh, yeah, because they're at home. Um, they can give 10% of their allowance to charities. So we kind of have a system where if you can donate, like you can donate it to any charity. And if you're unsure about which charity to donate that to, um, you can donate it to us and then we'll make sure it gets into good hands. So we had that initiative. We had Feed, um, Feed for 18, I think, where it's, it was an initiative that you can donate it to support someone for a day or a week or a family or whatever. Um, and then this year we've had a clothes drive um, where we were um, basically collecting secondhand clothes from Rezas and Stellenbosch. Um, so it's a, it's a business model or a model that I really see the benefit of, I think, a lot of people want to give and don't know how to give. Um, if you Google something like volunteer in Stellenbosch, there's not a lot of things to do. And you kind of often find that it's the same few charities. For example, the, the SPCA, the, the dog or AWSS, I think animal, no, AWWSS, something like that. <laughs> and animal welfare societies of Stellenbosch, that's like your go-to. If you want to like do good, you go walk the dogs <laughs> where there's like so many people who need so much more. Mm. So it was definitely a, an awareness platform. Um, but I, I think especially with the COVID restrictions, uh, it's very difficult because we don't, for example, we don't want to put students into a place where it's harmful for them. Yeah. But we also don't want to take students into like vulnerable communities, mm. um, which is obviously a lot of the charities where you operate is vulnerable communities. So it's been a very tough thing and it's definitely still a thought and idea. But to be honest, it's been slow burning and it's not on pause, but it's going on very slowly um, until we can kind of find a way to jumpstart and kickstart that again. Um, but that's kind of, I st stood back there, um, started it with a bunch of HC members of last year. Um, this year we got an amazing social media market on board as well, which was the first non-Eendrachter to join. Um, but I've kind of stepped back and our prim Daniel is, is taking charge there and managing that. Um, so I'm kind of more of a, advisory role um, and and trying to help where I can um, but it's such a big idea that I don't I don't want to be the bottleneck holding it back so I've kind of let go of the reins so that it can move forward okay okay but no one would definitely take your way the founding position that you had in that you know in, in that establishment so big ups to you on that and anyways business person with service in in mind like starting tomorrow media now with this organization also so you are ticking all the boxes for like a <laughs> future president or something yeah but anyways um i also saw that you have quite the working experience having worked at rock blue and um Dallin Core, if i'm saying that correct <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe I'm not saying that correct because of the special expressions and uh, Sage Free Trumple Man. Yeah, yeah, so it's clearly you got my CV. Um, <laughs> that's actually a strange story. So both Dalengor and Siegfried, Siegfried Trumple, I think it's Trumple Man. I'm not mm-hmm. even sure how to say it. It's weird because um, my girlfriend of second and first year, um, it was her dad's businesses. Wow, look so, at you. So <laughs> um, I, I started doing like invoicing and accounting for him. Uh, and then um, we broke up like middle of second year. So it was kind of awkward. And I still kept working for him. Like him and I had a good relationship. We'd like drink a beer or go play some golf. We had a good relationship. But it was it was definitely a, a awkward thing. So that's that was kind of what got me into the working environment. And it taught me a lot. But it's <laughs> it's... It's something that I put on my CV to get a job, but it's not something that I would necessarily bring up in a podcast like this. <laughs> well, I had to, I had to. And um, so I, I had this question, like, um, okay, so you have said that, you know, with uh, Seatreed, that it was through your girlfriend's, ex-girlfriend's connection and everything, Dad. How about the other working jobs? Was it them coming to you? How did you get them? Like, you're only in your second year or third year at this point. So I kind of have a habit of not saying no. So I apply for everything I see. Um, I, I really do. And sometimes I like apply for the two, three things on the same time. And then I have to say no to one or two of them. Um, so I've kind of been applying for a lot of things as I go. Uh, the rock blue thing was actually through Sunmail. So got a mail, I think like November of second year. Um, got a mail that said, you can apply to this. And then I applied. I was still... Um, so, so I got a, I think I went through two or three interviews uh, and then um, I was supposed to have an in-person interview, mm. but I was um, growing my hair and beard for HC. So I looked oh. like this caveman <laughs> and I was so stressed for this interview. I still remember like the first thing I said walking in was like, you see, uh, this is not how I normally look. I promise like once I start working, it'll look better. It's going to be like two more months. And Peter Macy, who's it's American running the business, was like, look, this is a startup. This is 2020 or 2020, 2019 back then. Yeah. But I mean, this is a startup. You, It's fine. Come in your jeans, come in your slops, come with your beard. Um, but yeah, I, I've been applying for everything I see. And the opportunities group that, that JP started as well. Um, I wish I had time to apply for some of those things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of been applying for everything I see and then saying yes to those things that really interest me. Mm, wow. Wow. That, that's amazing. Uh, suddenly now I'm you just made me realize that the sun mail that we get in the web mail, is actually important. I should yeah. look at it. <laughs> Usually I'm just like scroll past, scroll past, where's the lecture? Where's the, yeah, but that's actually good. And, um, you mentioned about working at rock blue now, and I saw that you were like climbing the ranks, maybe through default of some people leaving, mm. but you were actually climbing the ranks. Uh, from an intern to becoming management consultant now to like advisory board. So how was that transition? Was it expected and how did you cope with the growing? So that's kind of been a motto of mine as well to like do everything you can in everything you can. So I was the finance and accounting intern, which basically meant like I had to send invoices, make salary payments or whatever. Um, And then kind of, got a task on the side, got a task on the side here. And then as I had more time during lockdown, kind of took on more. Um, and then it came to a point where I was like, you see, I'm, I'm not a finance and accounting intern anymore. Like finance and accounting takes 10% of my rock blue time. Mm. And kind of with that realization on my part, um, rock blue said, well, listen, we can see you're not a, 
uh, intern or finance and accounting intern anymore um, and promoted me to to the directorship. Um, so it was kind of a realization on my part and on their part at the same time. But it was definitely like the job description didn't change. It was just the job title that changed. It was months before that already that I did kind of did more. Um, and then um, when I was the director, then I got, um, I think... I've been able to hire three people as well. Wow. Um, Talon, who's on the HE this year, then kind of fell into my place as the intern and then eventually took over my place as the director. Um, but this year, at the start of my postgrad and another term in HE and tomorrow media and all of this stuff, I kind of realized that I can't continue on kind of eight hour, 12 hour days of rock blue work with everything else. Um, so then I kind of stepped up, stepped out of that into a consulting role where I chat or I'm actually busy doing a, a evaluation for them now or kind of an audit now um, but it's basically like a month every month or two I would have a check-in call and we would chat high level strategy rather than kind of nitty-gritty and doing a lot of small things mm, okay okay uh, you're growing and I'm, I'm loving I'm learning I'm like yeah. Yo, wow amazing stuff but uh, for the people who are listening now, and even for myself, I'm like, yo, why can I even relate now? And I saw like also another uh, job you did was waiting tables. You know, uh, you start off as a waiter, so that's also like a nice story. You know, uh, you can say I was waiter, then got into this, so that's also good. And um, just to add on now, one of your another job that you had was editor in chief for the student Marty's. How did you get that? Because I think you were maybe second year or third year. I was I wasn't editor in chief of Demarty. I worked at Demarty. I did graphic design for them. Okay. I was editor in chief at the school paper and and the Virus Uni Tartus. Um So yeah, that was again just working, climbing the ranks, um, and kind of doing more than than's asked of you. Then you kind of that's the only way to to climb the ranks. I would say. Okay. Okay. So and um, now I just wanna just ask this question how how do you manage to be able to do all that you're doing right now i mean you've got tomorrow media postgrad accounting harker member and now you're trying to like you know do everything get done i think in terms of energy and drive which is an important factor it's really that i'm passionate about everything um so for example hc this year um, one of my main things, especially in this past couple of weeks, has been the care fund, which is something that I'm very passionate about. Um, compared to, like, I would not necessarily be as passionate at the moment about organizing dances, where that was where I was last year. Um, so I think in terms of energy and drive, I'm really passionate about everything. Um, even, I mean, my academics, I, I can't say that I, except for auditing, um, I, I like all of my subjects as, or all of my modules as well. Um, so I think in terms of keeping that drive and keeping that passion, it's definitely doing what you're passionate in. Um, for example, if, if I was waiting tables at the moment, I don't know if I would enjoy like going to work mm. where like graphic design, learning, um, it's really, it's really been amazing like i it feels like i'm learning and f like it's i'm fulfilling myself um which has been amazing so i think that's kind of keeping that drive and passion um in terms of time management um i've had to cut back on a couple of social things um had to yeah i don't know 
cut back on a few of the things that you think you need to do, especially cut back on the things that aren't, I think kind of getting your goal in life and working towards that and reminding yourself you're working towards that rather than all of the side missions kind of, mm. if I could talk video game style, like <laughs> going on the main objective. Um, and then, yeah, there was, there's been a lot of, I don't want to get into nitty gritty, but there's been a lot of kind of time management things that I've read in books or learned from mentors um, that that has really helped me. Uh, and one of the big things, as mentioned about the kind of finding your direction, but even on a day-to-day -day level, tackling what's important. Um, for example, being on the pubcom, um, what's important is maybe organizing something rather than actually going to like wash the floor. Mm. Um, being able to prioritize um, and then delegate that has been, uh, I've always been a hands-on person and delegation has kind of been one of my big weaknesses. Uh, and the only way I've been able to scale up is standing back a bit, um, learning how to prioritize what I need to do and what I can delegate to someone else. Um, so that's been a big time saver. Oh, amazing. I, I, we could literally write a whole book about that, you know, delegation, first chapter, second chapter, <laughs> passion. Passion is important. Wow, amazing. And um, now, um, wh why do you do all this, uh, the activities, the programs, the organizations you're doing? Is it out of, like, you planned this? Maybe, like, three years ago, you're like, I want to start a business. I want to start an NGO. I want to run for Haka. Or is this, like, freestyling? You're just like, ah, oh, this came up. I'll go for it. I think it's a, it's a combination of a lot of things and a combination of kind of plan and freestyle. Um, I always, I've always had the dream of not working for someone. Mm. Um, I've always wanted to do my own thing, be my own boss, and kind of the hours that I put in are contributing to something bigger than just a salary has always been kind of my goal. Um, I, the, the degree I'm studying kind of forces me to work for three years after this to qualify. Um, luckily, I've got an amazing job there, which I think is working towards this goal. Um, I think in terms of if you look at the tomorrow side of things, that's kind of the empire that I'm dreaming to build one day. Um, that's kind of every everything I do in terms of business is working towards that, learning new skills about that. Um, and if you talk to my partners as well, it, you, they like my focus at the moment is not building like or making a rand or a cent here. Um, like we literally had a meeting yesterday night about this, um, about like short-term versus long-term and where we need to focus our attention and at the moment my focus is completely on building like a base like we at the moment can take on more website clients and we can make more money i'm more focused in like making sure that we got our services sorted because i want to build an empire one day um so i think the tomorrow side of things has definitely uh, been like building something bigger something for the future and something that i can hopefully like work on completely and solely one day um, whereas other things like Helping Hand or um, other other charity work has definitely been kind of realizing the position that I've grew up in. And especially, I must say, Ian Rach has opened my eyes that, I mean, compared to Paul Ruiz, which is a Stellenbosch school, white Afrikaans school coming here to, to Ian Rach and realizing like the, the variety of lives that people have lived mm. and lived experiences. I think that's opened my eyes a lot and it's kind of constantly trying to look for ways to give back. Um, and I still lie in bed some days thinking, wow, I could have spent more time on Helping Hand or more time here. So I think Helping Hand has definitely been on, on trying to give back in some way or just improving the lives of people around you. And that's kind of been the, the care fund as well, um, really trying to help um, because I am in a position to help. 
Uh, and then things like HC or the leadership course or just kind of partaking in everything that I can um, has been self-development. Uh, from playing in a rugby team to um, even attending like a social to being on the HC, I think the HC has been one of my biggest growing experiences, um, meeting new people. And, and again, like this whole other thing, but that's kind of a, a focused version of that is developing yourself um, and self-development. So I think it's a combination of building towards the future, um, developing myself, and then on the third one, developing others and helping others around me, which has been kind of the, the reasons I've been doing the things I've been doing. Wow, wow. wow. As I said, you could literally <laughs> write a book. And speaking of books, <laughs> do you like reading books? I do. I do. Oh, I need to say I did. I do still <laughs> like reading books. Um, uh, my New Year's goal was, or my New Year's resolution was to read a book a day. Um, being busy, that's <laughs> way off track. I think I'd need to lock myself in a room, in my room for a couple of weeks to get back on track. Um, but I, I must say, I do love reading books. And a lot of the things that I've learned ha have been in books. Mm, wow. And um, now I have a crucial question for you. Um, have you ever faced like a real failure where you're like, yo, this was a real... Um, I, I lost it here, you know, or like you just failed at something and you just want to give up. And if so, how did you rise above it, you know? Um, yeah, I think on a smaller level, there's there's constant failures. Um, I think to like helping hand not being as impactful as it could be is a failure that I'm like always struggling with and, and trying to come over. Um, in terms of, of personal life, I, I think there's been a lot of failures where like, after a week or two or a month or two, even a year after you like, wow, is this the road I'm heading on? Um, I've made some major like lifestyle changes and decisions in my life. Um, and I think the big thing for that is kind of stepping back and looking from a third person's eye at yourself and your life. And you're like, is this where, where I want to go? Um, in terms of business, it's definitely been um, trying to do everything yourself. Uh, I've been trying to start Tomorrow Media since grade nine, I think. Mm. And like, I was too afraid to admit it to people because at some point in life, especially if you fail at it, it's, it could be embarrassing or yeah, this person is mm. trying to do that. Um, and the biggest, or I've basically failed since grade nine to grade or to, to second year with that. Um, and the biggest realization has been to kind of be vulnerable and say, this is what I'm doing, um, but also to be willing to let go of it and give away some control. Um, so partnered with two friends. Um, and since then, like the three of us keeping each other accountable, the three of us delegating work, having a voicing board. Uh, I mean, that's that's the single reason that, that we're still growing, we're still effective today. So I would definitely say like taking on too much and, and trying to keep too much control has been my biggest failure. Hmm. Wow. That is truly inspiring, right? Right now, I'm I'm feeling also the need to start a business, but okay, yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow and media is hiring. If you don't want to start a business, I'm, I'm there. No. Look out for my CV. I'm there. And um, now coming to your hobbies, you said like you enjoy sports, you enjoy the social activities. I also saw that you have a scuba license. Yeah. So underwater stuff, you love it. Yeah, so water in general, yeah. maybe that's why I like the winter and stuff uh, right. as well. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love water? From <laughs> scuba and snorkeling, I, I really love it. Mm. Um, I kind of, I grew up, um, or both of my parents scuba, but I grew up kind of next to the sea every vacation with snorkeling and this and that. Um, so I love that and I wish I had more time. It's an expensive hobby, mm. um, um, but I wish I had more time for that. 
Um, and then kind of everything from that in terms of sports, swimming and underwater hockey has kind of been a logical progression of that. But I, I do love the sea. I wish I could surf. Um, but for now, scuba diving and snorkeling is, is kind of the two things that I really love. So wait, I, I, I'm not, I know I'm not the only one who just heard this. You just said underwater hockey training. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the big question. Like, yeah. it always pops up like somewhere in the first, first five conversations <laughs> I have with someone. They're like, yeah, I heard you do this or I heard you do that or some friend tunes me about it and then the other person asks about it. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a very small sport. It's a, I don't even know. How, well, there was a friend of my sister's actually that, that played it when I was in grade eight. Um, and then I started out, started playing and I really loved it. Um, it was, it's a really, really fun sport. Um, and then kind of just logical progression from there. Played until first year and then started coaching at the end of first year. But, um, but I haven't played in about two years now. So yeah, with COVID, the trainings was off and then, okay. um, but they're starting to get back into it now again. Wow, sounds interesting. Maybe I might just come through. I mean, <laughs> the name says it all, underwater hockey. Yeah, go watch some oh YouTube videos on it. It's confusing, I'm it. but <laughs> I'm in it. I'm in it. That got me hooked. And now, just to talk about your future now, um, where would you say you see yourself in the next um, maybe ten or five years? Do you see yourself tomorrow? Media still growing, helping hand. You're now hands on, or you just want to be working for someone and even like writing articles? Um, so next year, I'm going to Joburg, which is going to be a big one. Um, so I'm going to work for Investec for three years. Okay. Um, and kind of through those three years, my big dream and big goal is to build tomorrow as kind of an empire, if I could call it that. Um, so tomorrow media, tomorrow finance, tomorrow ventures and everything within that. To grow that to a point where at the end of my three-year articles, I can move on to tomorrow full-time to... Um, be able to pay myself a salary to the extent that I mean I don't want to have a lavish lifestyle just like can pay the bills and can be self-sustaining in that sense um, so definitely it's going to be tough working full-time and building it and that's why I'm focusing so much on the foundation now so that I can let go and give over to someone else and be sure that they are going to make a success of it as well kind of with minimal input from our side um, but definitely that is the goal um, and even, I mean, if that doesn't happen, um, it's always been kind of, if, if you look at the five or 10 year horizon, it's not been to be an auditor. That's the reason I'm going to invest and not PwC or another auditing firm, um, but kind of being in the corporate world. So mm. maybe working with a client and or funding a startup as part of the equity financing team at Investec and like jumping ship to go to them. Um, so I would definitely say, um, I, I want to work at a place that's going to be big, but not big yet. I want to be part of the journey of making it from a hometown startup to a JSE listed company. Yeah. Um, so, so after my three years at a big company, I would definitely look to, to go to something smaller and something where I can have a bigger impact than, I mean, being part of a X thousand team. Um, rather be part of a small team and, and be working kind of more hours than you should be but more interesting than it can be it's it, I just see a lot of privileges and a lot of benefits of doing that yeah amazing and how can you not be going to Investec I think you were awarded with an award like one of the best performing people there when you went for like a scholarship thing oh uh, yeah so luckily my school had a close 
relationship with Investec. So um, kind of, again, with the whole interview process, I got mm. two Investec sponsored awards at school. Wow, um, so when I applied for Investec, I kind of put those two awards at the, at the of top course, of the list, like to. chronological, <laughs> but let's just put these two at the top just so they know. Um, so yeah, I've kind of... It, I never realized it, but there's always kind of been a relationship there. Mm, yeah, how can you not? Mm-hmm. And now um, I found some skeletons in the closet. Oh. Unfortunately, people, you may not be as good as we think. Uh, true or false, that uh, at some point, maybe last year, you went uh, swimming in the Marty's pool at some odd hours. Yeah, that might be true. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was curfew back then, so... It was odd hours, but it wasn't necessarily illegal. Today, it would be legal. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. I thought you were going to lie there, but I was like, oh, honesty is also part of the package. Oh, that's I was practicing underwater hockey, man. That's all. all right, my yeah. bad. Underwater <laughs> hockey, my bad. <laughs> okay, so there you have it, people. Um, I tell you, watch this space, because I promise you at some point, you will probably be coming back to this podcast to just hear exactly what he said to get that inspiration running. Like right now, I'm also inspired to start a business. You know, and um, I feel like after this conversation, well, I, I feel close to you. Do you have a nickname? You know, just like in the streets, AT hey, or it's Tom. been yeah since AT last year. They've started calling me Tommy T, which is from an Afrikaans TV show. So okay. I think it's been Tommy from there, which is I don't know if I like it or not, but it's too late to change it <laughs> now. Change. Yeah, so expect me, Tommy T. <laughs> so every time you see me, Tommy T, say what's up, what's up, good, good. Anyways, uh, thank you for having us, Thomas Butler. Thank you for having me. It's It's been fun. It's been scary with this mic in my face and not knowing what's coming up next, but it's been real fun. And all my days, before I finish this thing up, we have the biggest question. We just got to have this. Schnitzel Wednesday or Burger Fridays? Choose wisely. Burger Fridays, definitely. Oh, there we go. Snitchels have been on a downward track over True. the past four years. True. So Burger Fridays, especially mm. if it's the crumb chicken burger. There we go. The man knows his stuff. Yo, that was a lacquer chat with Thomas Butler. Um, it's lucky to hear what the guys are doing in res, what they're up to, some exciting things. And yo, just like, what a lacquer guy. How did you find that, Adiwa? Uh, amazing stuff. I mean, I'm getting inspired every after, like every after episode we do interview. You're just like, yo, I can also do it. Why not me also? So there's also that feeling as well. And uh, how can we not? We're the home of the champions, right? Indrag, Chelsea, all in the midst. <laughs> and now Thomas Butler, like champions all the way. No, man, they're all champions. Um, yo, what a guy. And uh, But yo, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Under the Yakarana. We'll check you guys next week. Once again, thank you so much to our production team. You're doing the most. And uh, yeah. yo, cheers. We'll see you next week. <laughs>